Welcome to On the Clock. I'm Liz Del Conte, teacher and firm believer that I'm still just trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. Join me on my journey to live vicariously through other people's jobs and careers. Today, I'm talking with Kelly Burns. She spent the last few years working at different part-time jobs, but has big plans to kickstart her career and call all the shots. Right. So let's jump in. (laughs) So um, I'm excited to be talking to Kelly Burns today because she is someone I know in my real life. She's (laughs) my my daughter's fiance and amazing. So um, thank you for talking with me. And as you know, Kelly, um, this entire podcast is really dedicated to thinking about different careers that are open to us. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to hear about the really typical careers that when you're in high school, you imagine working and then you're not in high school anymore. You're in the real (laughs) world and careers seem different, at least to me, being in the workforce. Um, and I think part of what I'm curious to talk to you about Mm -hmm. is just your take on having moved from a couple of different jobs, what you find maybe satisfying, but I know from our conversations in our real world that the two of us like to complain about jobs (laughs) because Partially, I think in our culture, we just complain yeah, about I jobs. Think it's just like part of conversations. Most of like yeah. dinner talk is just usually complaining about our lives at this point. Because really, now that you're saying that, how annoying would it be to sit down with someone at the dinner table who's like, let me tell you about my wonderful day at work today? Yeah, it's like, really? I'm glad you had a wonderful day, but mine was terrible like every other day. Right. So maybe I wonder how many people are lying. Do you think that that's a possibility that actually there's I, someone we sit down with and they're in, in their head? They're like, actually, my career is so fulfilling and I'm just going to yeah, lie. Sometimes and say I feel like sometimes I feel like I they don't want to gloat. So then they just kind of follow with everybody else because they don't want to, like, stick your face in the mud. Right. Like other people don't care because then I feel like it's on the other hand, some people are so delusional that their job is terrible that they'll lie and make it sound amazing. Right. I feel like it's a very big spectrum there of people being uh, sly. I know. Now I'm really curious with all the people that I've talked to. I always wonder that. I'm like, what part of this story is real? What part of this are you making yourself look better or dramatizing it so like i don't yeah. know people are weird nowadays I so many people different. yeah because they define themselves by their careers a so many people, people do that which i feel like i i actively try not to i feel that. like you do a good job not thank you i feel like you have a great very wide separation of like you being a teacher and then you being liz which for my sake, I I have to do. Yeah. And I think that it can be really hard for teachers 
because oh, absolutely teachers... i feel like it really can just like absorb your personality as a whole yeah. as for like a lot of teachers well we're told as teachers that we chose this job because we have a calling which is not why i chose this job no. and and then if you have a calling i guess that must mean like that's your personality right but yeah i can't have that <laughs> no i i actually don't want a calling that is oh, like my, my calling one. is a job i'd like to re rewind and get a new one right how do i get another go at the calling um which <laughs> is, is actually refund policy right how many <laughs> callings am i allowed in one life <laughs> um, but, but i think that's a good segue because i i wonder because i know a little bit about you in high school but of course just mm-hmm. through stories i know that you were very artistic and still are obviously artistic and into your art but if you could take us back to you in high school when you are imagining this exciting career potentially on the horizon what were your thoughts at that point like did you have ideas that you wanted to pursue or did you feel in high school I definitely I would go more towards in the dark because I in my school in particular I don't know if any other high schools like this they I don't know if I was just kind of like pushed off to the side because they like to focus on like the a push students and the kids getting the college credits my guidance counselor very much was open about it she was like you don't need this to graduate drop it you don't need this to excel in anything drop it like here's what you need xyz to graduate here's what you do bye never had a discussion about college with her ever so that kind of put me in a weird mindset towards like the rest of my life yeah and then I watched my mom who's just kind of dead-end retail job after dead-end retail job kind of doing two things at once as well and I'm like all right well that kind of sucks so I don't want to. So then I tried college. That did not last very long because then I once again was getting pushed into subjects that didn't, they were definitely artistic. They were cool classes, but were not what I wanted to be doing. It was like fine arts classes and they're like, list your top five favorite fine arts class, like paintings of all times. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know them by heart. I can, I can picture it. And I was getting graded on like the first day and then I had to spend like $250 on art supplies and like I got dropped off with $15 to my name. Like nobody helped me out here. Like right. I don't have that. So then I I really in the long run don't want a job that kind of puts me in the car seat in the passenger side. I want I've realized in my my working years I cannot look at my bosses that you can see that at one point they were very driven to get to where they are because like they have seven ten fifteen years there like obviously they were they had a goal in mind but they they get burnt out and then they kind of project that and I'm like cool I set out to not stay at the position I get hired in but then I watch you get burnt out and it gives me no inspiration to get to where you are and then I watch that and so then you get beat up by 
you know, work life, customers, just daily flow of everything. And it just doesn't seem worth it to be in a job like that. I love it to death. I love all my customers, like 99% of my customers, like I'm laughing all day. I'm joking with my coworkers. I'm having a good time, but the negatives really just push me to like, I want to do something for myself and myself only. Like right. I, <laughs> as well, selfish as that so sounds. Yes. I don't think it's selfish. And just to, because we're talking about your customers, um, can you just tell us where your current, what your current I'm job at, is yeah, like? So like, I'm just a cashier. I'm just a lonely little bottom dweller, but it's okay. I really, I, for what, seven, eight, nine hours a day, I'm standing at a register and as minuscule as it sounds, I work at a gas station, but like as basic and boring as that sounds, I am the start of a lot of people's day. And if one small thing goes wrong, it is like a set of dominoes and I can ruin a lot of people's mornings. I appreciate that I've taken this position because I will never in my life treat a cashier like that. I don't know if some of the people that behave this way just have never been in my shoes and had such little power, but I want to help. I love, love, love that part of my job. I love helping people. Uh, you need me to go pump your gas because you're like an 87 year old and you can't even make it inside. Absolutely, I'm out there and like sub below weather. I'm fine doing that. But it's just like you came up to me, told me the wrong pump number, somebody stole your gas. Now I'm getting threatened with violence because it you told me something wrong and I said it back to you and confirmed it. Right. Like it, it was an honest mistake on everybody's part. Now you're the scapegoat. Yeah, I'm the scapegoat. Now, whether that person recognized that the $20 wasn't theirs and took it and left, scumbag, sure. Not my fault, but it is definitely my fault. (laughs) The customer's always right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course, not true. I know. They're like, never right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because I, I'm, I like that you're seeing that sort of upside to working with all of the people who come in because yeah. I guess I wouldn't even have thought of that or even just the conversations you and I have had in the past mm-hmm. um, that you really are. I mean, I go to that gas station and get gas sometimes on my way to work. If I were to go in the store, that really is the first person I might see right. in this day. And you do have the ability to say good morning and make my day feel better like I've yeah I love being that positive little burst of energy whether it annoys you in the moment because you are not caffeinated like just woke up five minutes ago and are late to work whatever but if that's one thing that sprouts the happiness of your day and gets you to get in a happier mood an hour or two later so be it I don't want to be the menace of your life that would be good on a t-shirt yeah (laughs) you're right (laughs) wow that's it's really interesting I feel like I need to take some inspiration from that because I just heard something the other day that said as long as you feel like the job that you work 
helps other people on some level and makes their life slightly better, but that's actually the key to having a fulfilling yeah. career. And I do, I do believe that, but I, like you, I think it's, you know, I might have 20 amazing interactions with students during the day, but if I have one, that's not, that's the one that comes home with me. And that's the yeah. one that I harp on. And and then I can tell myself stories about how exhausted I am in my job or how I'm not appreciated or why I don't want to go back the next day. But yeah, I don't know. I like it. It kind of reminds me of my first ever job when I worked for four hours at Burger King and <laughs> never That's went a back. Lovely start to a resume. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I didn't put that one on. Nope. Boston market. Just, just like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I was there for maybe four or five months. So that felt yeah. legitimate, but the first day, and I, I'm sure it's still kind of the same. We had to watch videos that sort of was, you know, it was like, welcome to, to Burger King. You're part of the team. And it mm -hmm. would show people making Whoppers. And of course they were deliriously happy making Whoppers, Yeah, but it would also be this like, this idea that making Whoppers or fries, whatever it was, right. Was basically like life altering for the employee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like my life definitely has been watch those. right. Going on. And I, gosh, I didn't realize how much I was missing until I took this job at Burger King. And now everything until I put these pickles on this burger, right. I have not been satisfied in life. Right. Right. But now <laughs> I'm fulfilled. Well, I know that recently, um, in your non gas station working life, yeah, that you have started toying around with tattooing. Yes, which, as somebody with lots of tattoos, both of us have lots of tattoos. This excites me because I'm imagining someday that you will give me <laughs> a tattoo. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I like it because, I mean, it kind of goes back to your earlier story about going to college and signing up for art classes because you really like art, but feeling like it wasn't really the fit that you were looking for. Yep. And it almost sounds like your experience, it reminds me of, you know, getting a job in something that you feel like is your love. And then the job squashes it a little bit. I yep. feel like that sounds sort of like what happened. That's with, definitely how I you. felt. But now the tattooing seems like a chance for you to come in, return to art on your mm -hmm. own um, terms, I guess. So can you tell us a little bit about what made you think of the tattooing? Because I know you've been sketching and you draw all the time. And do you have plans on actually making this a career? I would, in the long run, absolutely my little tiny like nine-year-old self would love that i have loved tattoos for as long as i can remember i have oogled over the big scary men that like ride up on the motorcycles as like a little tiny child like they're just cool i don't know i just think it's i personally don't care what you put on your body i think it's a beautiful thing to have one person so confident in another person to then put permanent artwork no matter how terrible it ends up being or how gorgeous it ends up being it's the artwork as a process that I appreciate more than anything 
to like on such an extreme level like down to like watching i watch documentaries on these people like ancient rituals of like getting tattoos and stuff that amazes me like i see it from that perspective more than i'm gonna go get hammered and go get a tramp stamp with my friends at in new orleans like yeah, there's so many stereotypes about tattoos. Yeah, it, it, I just, they're so cool to me to be, it's like customizing your character, basically. So, like, oh at the start gosh, of a video game, I just so want to customize true. my character as much as I want. I never thought <laughs> about it like that. I, I love that because I always think about it as storytelling. Well, not all of mine because my first mm-hmm. tattoo. I was like 17. That one's not bad, but a couple of the ones that I got, I sort of just got on a whim. Yeah. But even those still tell the story of me being kind of an idiot and getting them on a whim. Right. That's how I feel. Everyone has the stories. Like every right. single tattoo you have is a story. Like, cause like how it happened is the story. Like right. where you were, who you were with, who did it, how long it took. That's the story. And that's what I like to hear. Some and people that's what I love about it. Other people right. get tattoos. Other people get tatted up. So you you ordered all of your Yep, I got Duff. everything I needed. I got ink, needles. I got all the sanitary needs, like the soap, like a ton of gloves, everything I need. And fake skin and everything, because I'm not tattooing anybody until I'm definitely comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, I've tattooed a couple grapefruit. That was fun. That's so cool. Is that the thing? That's the kind of go-to fruit that yeah because like i feel like you could do an orange but a grapefruit's just a bit bigger so you get more space with it and it's so lighter was... enough in color maybe yeah too. yeah it was nice um i got some newer like better ink coming so i'm excited to play with that and see if it gives me different results i also learned that like fake skin's kind of hard to come by and like qu- like quality terms of being good so if i don't end up liking what i see to just kind of move on to yourself and you'll probably put out better things so once i get enough kind of credibility within myself i will probably move to like my my leg region where i can cover it 90 (laughs) percent of the time right but it's i don't know i haven't been excited about something like this in a really long time well such a perfect because you said earlier that you want to do you want to call the shots yeah and right. i feel like how else are you gonna call the shots besides being a tattoo artist like you right, get that's to like the ultimate gets- yeah <laughs> well i even have some friends who like us are very committed to tattooing because mm-hmm. i think we're not alone in the fact that if you get one tattoo the likelihood of getting another is extremely high yep and so this guy that i know is fairly covered and he he goes to Canada or something you know he's got yeah a particular studio he likes to go to but he doesn't even get to choose what the tattoo yeah, is yeah that's crazy and i as someone who's my tattoos are as you know birds and yeah things related things to my kids to you yeah but it's there's nothing you know necessarily artsy about it and they're all um isolated tattoos i don't have sleeves or anything that yeah. requires some sort of vision um but i can't really imagine 
And I've never been to a studio to my knowledge that has that as an option where it's like, yes, I will tattoo you, but only if I get to choose the image because this is my artistic reputation. Right. So that's, that's the ultimate control that I feel like tattoos have become less of a taboo thing and more Mm -hmm. of an artistic thing. So I feel like more people appreciate less of the quality of it and more of like me, like the process of getting it and how you get it and how it becomes the tattoo. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Cause I even have some friends who, when I met them were, I wouldn't say anti-tattoo, but Mm -hmm. had no desire to get one and would say, I wouldn't even know what I would ever get. And now they have tattoos and right. It's, it's not, specific to any one group anymore it's sort of this equal opportunity absolutely living kind of artwork especially because like even cops and doctors nowadays and more estates are being they can go right down to their wrist if i wanted to get into somebody else's shop prior to figuring out how to run my own i don't want to go in looking unprofessional i want to go about this as intelligently as i can so I'll Which definitely is, work as hard as I can to look professional in the meantime. Well, I think that's such a kind of proof, I guess, like a little witness statement to finding something, career or not, mm-hmm. that you actually want to do Absolutely. helps us to then do all of the steps that it requires. And when we find ourselves in situations that require a lot of work and steps, but we don't feel passionate, it mm-hmm. really feels like drudgery. Like I feel offended. Like, why would I have to do that? Yeah, but if it's something yeah. that I truly want to do, then I'll, I'm dedicated and I'll do all yeah. of the steps. And it kind of like helped me is, change yeah. my mindset for the gas station job because now I don't care about like yes. nose to the floor grinding my work day out because then I get to be excited about going home and tattooing. And right. then I just know I'm making my money to get my bills paid, do what I need to do. And then I get to go home and just do the coolest, most exciting thing in my life. Like, right. And Which I is, have an out, you know, yeah. like it's exciting to know that like possibly I can do something incredible and it's the out to this typical boring mundane job a huge thank you to today's guest kelly burns and of course to peg newell the brilliant and kind musician responsible for writing and recording our amazing theme song see you next time